Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So today is harvest Sunday. So I'm quickly, I have to preach about salvation. Amen. There are many things I could preach about, but I need to preach about salvation. So if you are here and you are already saved, it will not be boring for you, I promise you. There is nothing I preach about and it's boring. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we're going to preach about salvation. Somebody say salvation. Now, the problem that we are experiencing in churches is that people are saved but don't understand salvation. Hallelujah. It's like you buy something and you don't understand how it works. And if you don't understand how it works, although the thing has no problem, you will be the problem. Hallelujah. And I, I, I like to give that example for many years now. One of those years, we, we went to one of the shops and we bought a home theater. And we came home with it. And I started to connect it. Because I'm somebody that wants to connect, I think I know. <laughs> so I go connect it and the thing is not working. Then I think, these people sold me something wrong. Take my cell phone, phone the shop. And I say, there is something wrong with the item. And the guy said, it's new, out of the box. I say, yes, maybe it's a factory default. But there's something wrong. And he said, did you connect it? I say, yes. How? I did. He said, did you read the manual? I said, uh, there is a manual in there. Yes. Did you read it? Uh, no. He said, maybe you must read it before you connect. So my wife was standing next to me. I said, okay, you will talk to my wife. She's more technical than me. <laughs> I gave a phone to my wife. And she was talking to a guy. And I'm plugging everything I plugged. And then she started to plug over. And when she finished, she said, thank you to the guy. The thing was working. And I was standing there. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> Who to apologize to? And then I learned a lesson. If you don't read the manual that comes with a product, you can be in trouble. Although you think you know. Now, have you realized that when you unpack the product and you box it back, sometimes it does not fit in the box again? <laughs> because you have put your human factor in it there. You move some stuff and you didn't place them at the right place. So it does not fit anymore. Now, what we do, we box it, and the box stands like this now. And then we put a solo tape, and then we send it back to the supplier in that state. Here is your product. And I realized many human beings are sending themselves back to the suppliers. They come into this life, they live after 30 years or 12 or 15, they say it's not good, then they kill themselves. They box themselves in the coffin back to God. And the reason why they killed themselves is because they didn't realize that there was a manual that came with human beings. And you don't know that there is a manual. You will make a mistake. You will connect yourself to the wrong thing and then it will not work well. You will connect yourself to all kinds of music, all kinds of drink, and you will miss it. So we need to go back to the foundation. And praise God, God created us with a manual. And that manual is called the Bible. Any human being that does not have a knowledge of the Bible will not know how to function on this earth. I don't care who you are. 
I don't care your achievements. I don't care the way you can read the mind of men. You will not function well. Finished. Because most people, you think they are happy. You don't know. They are crying at night. They try to help you, but themselves, they are broken. I cannot tell you. Now it's, up, it's not happening those days anymore, but I cannot tell you a few years ago how many psychologists I received to help. But when they leave me, they go, they help you. But they need help. Hallelujah. Let's go to the foundation. Hallelujah. Let's go to Genesis chapter number one. We're going to read from verse 26 to 28. Can we go there? Are you here? Trust God that when we are through, we'll understand something. Genesis chapter number one, verse 26 to 28. Then God says, let us make men. Now, from this sentence, we know who is the creator of men. Hallelujah. Then God says, let us make men. Now, the English render as God says. But if you read it in the original, it talks about Elohim. Elohim. And you know Elohim is plural of Elohi. Meaning when God was talking, he was talking to a council. And that council was called God. Talks about Elohim. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. These are the Elohim. Let us make men in our own. Now, he could have said, let me make men in my image. He said, in our own. Our, make men in our image and after, after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the bird of the heavens and over the livestock and all and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Now, Elohim made men. You see, God says, let us make men. Let us make men. In our own image, in our likeness. So, so, so the first idea of God making men was to create a being that looked like him and functions like him. Now, because God did not want it to come and rule the earth, so he created somebody like him and gave him charge of the earth. That was men. Men had the mission to take charge. That's why your Bible will tell you that the high heavens belong to God, but the earth he has given to the sons of men. So men was created to be in charge of earth under the lordship of God. Listen, men was created to be in charge of earth under the lordship of God. Very important. Very important. Men was created to be in charge of the earth under the lordship of God. Can we say that? Man was created to be in charge of the earth under the lordship of God. Meaning, man was not independent. Man was dependent on God. But God has given him authority to manage the affair of the earth and give an account to the one that created him. That's why the Bible says God will come in the cool of the day. He come to see what his manager has, is doing. Man was never created to be independent from God. Man was created to relate to God. Many people that are independent from God are in the losing side. Because you were never created to be like that. Now, after man was created, if we read Genesis chapter number 2 verse 7, the Bible says that God formed man out of the dust 
or out of a gown and breathe in his nostril the breath of life and man became a living soul. Man was created out of the earth. You know, the Bible is so precise that your body confirms that you came from earth. Minerals, some minerals in your body are on the earth. And the Bible is so precise that when somebody dies, if you lay him on the ground and he decays, after some years when you come, you only see bones. The body part is the same with the earth. Campus. Hallelujah. So, 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 so what God says is verifiable. It's verifiable because he said, I created out of the earth. And when you study the ground, you realize that the body of man is, matches the earth. Hallelujah. Now, Genesis chapter number 3. Let's read Genesis 3. I'm taking you step by step. Genesis 3. We read from verse 1. Genesis 3 from verse 1. What does it say? It said, Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of a field that the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Did God actually say, You shall not eat of any tree in the garden? What a confusing question. Because God never said that. Okay, let's go on. Then the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. But God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of a tree that is in the midst of a garden, neither shall you touch it. God never said that, lest you die. God never said that. But the serpent said to the woman, you will surely not, you will surely not die. Let's go. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open. And you will be like God. But they were already made in the likeness of God. Knowing good and evil. Hallelujah. Let's continue. So the woman, when she saw, when she, when, so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of, it, of its fruit and ate and she gave some. She gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate. Let's go on. <laughs> then the eyes of both were open and they knew that they were naked instead of Knowing God, they knew themselves. When they ate, they didn't know God better. They knew themselves. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves uh, loincloths. Let's go. And they heard the sound. As soon as they ate, they heard the sound of the Lord God walking. In the garden, in the cool of a day, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence. That's where it all started. They hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees that were supposed to rule of the garden. Let's see. But the Lord God called the man and said to him, Where are you? Do you know God didn't know where they were? Do you know God didn't know where they were? That was a spiritual question. Keep it there. Don't take it off. Because when men ate, they left the spirit realm and came into the flesh. And God, because he was a spirit, was looking into the spirit and didn't see them. Because he used to relate to them on the spirit. But now they have eaten, they have become flesh. And he said, where are you? You are not in our kind anymore. I'm looking into the God kinds. I don't see you anymore. You are in the flesh. Where are you? You have left your position. So that was the question of God. You have left your position. And look at... Let's go. You're going to see something. And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Now look at my question. And God says, who what? That's where I took it from. He said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? 
Let's stop there. Let's stop there. You see, men as of had authority. Men could rule over animals but fail to rule over himself. The problem is not the authority that you have over other things. Your biggest problem is your authority over yourself. When you can't manage your own emotions and you can't stand your own self, you are in trouble. The Bible says God told them not to eat. Not because God hates them, but God wants to preserve them in his class. Because he knew that the day they ate, they will become just mortals. Because man was created not to die. Man was created to live forever in the Garden of Eden. That's why God conditioned the garden so that the atmosphere of the garden was what we call the glory of God. Man was breathing into the atmosphere of God. So every time man breathes, he becomes young again. There was a process of not aging in the Garden of Eden. Man was in perfection. And then there was an intrusion in the garden. Somebody came into the garden. You know, sometimes people come into your garden to mess it up. Who is in my garden? Sometimes your own feelings are in your own garden. And they are messing up your day. Who is in your garden? That's a whole preaching. Let me leave it there. Now, you understand that the, 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 the woman say, Bible say, when the snake came and said to the woman, did God said? Now, the question is, why didn't the snake go to the men? Why did it go to the woman? Do you know why? Because when the law was given to the men, the woman was not created yet. So the woman did not have the, the, the original information. That's why you can take the revelation I give you, but if you don't get your own revelation, Satan can deceive you. Hallelujah. You need to be in the presence of God yourself. So God came and said to the woman, Satan came and said, uh, God did. And then I'm sure Adam told him that if we touch, we will die so that you will not even be tempted. You know, at home sometimes, we say to people, don't touch it. We don't stop there. And we tell them something so that they can make sure they won't touch it. So the men said to the woman, my wife, this thing, God says we shouldn't touch it. God didn't say that. But if we touch it, we will die. I don't want problems. <laughs> you know how men are. Me, I don't want problems. Please, my wife. <laughs> but Adam is to be blamed. Because he could have taught his wife well. But he failed. So because the woman didn't have the right information, she could be confused by Satan. You know, when you don't have the right information, Satan can confuse you. But when you know, he can't. Satan knows that you know. That's why Paul said, we know and we are persuaded. Meaning, there is no confusion anymore in our spirit. Doesn't matter what Satan throws at us, we know that in all this we are more than conquerors for Christ. We don't question our stand anymore because we know in whom we have believed. He said, no. Then they ate. The woman ate. My God. And their husband also ate. That, that one I don't understand. <laughs> Was he afraid of his wife? I don't know. Well, you know that if he sings, I told you not to eat. You know, people, honey is fine. <laughs> Honey, come, death and life. Honey, it's fine. We can all, you! No, you know, I can't pray anymore because my husband said, what? My wife. Wake up. Honey, shall we go to church today? I'm tired. No, we stay home. What? you. You need to know that salvation is personal. Salvation is not couple. Salvation is personal. 
You will not stand before God as a couple. You will stand before God as you. Because if you have to stand before God as a couple, then you must die the same day. So we are married and we treasure it. But this thing shouldn't prevent you from pursuing God. You are losing if you take that as an argument not to worship the one that created you. That's why if you are Christian, don't go and marry somebody that is not Christian. I've said it. Because that man or that woman will prevent you. Choose carefully whom you want to marry. Finish. Now, they both ate. And when they ate, remember when the woman ate, her eyes were not open. But when the men ate, both eyes were open because the woman didn't have a law. Where there is no law, there is no transgression. So because she has no law, there was no transgression for her. She could have eaten that thing every day and there, should have been, there could have been still in the glory because there was no law for her. The law was for the husband because the woman was not there. Both eyes were open and they fell from glory for all have fallen short of the glory of God. You see, they fell short of the glory and by the time they fell short of the glory, humanity started. Hallelujah. That's where human beings come from. Human beings came from before. Hallelujah. The word man is the word Adam, meaning taken from, taken from the earth. Hallelujah. And, and both of them were called Adam. The woman was called Adam, the, the men were called Adam. When they fell into sin, Adam changed the name of the woman and said, you will be Eve. And me, Adam. <laughs> because, because he was like, because of you. Okay. Yeah. So me, I remain Adam. You, you are Eve from now on. <laughs> Hallelujah. So now, that's the blame, blame, blame game. Because remember, at the end of the day, when God came and asked the woman, why did you eat? She said, no, he asked the man first, sir, why did you eat? He said to God, I didn't need a wife. I was doing fine. Even I named the animals without a wife. I was in charge. The wife that you gave me. He didn't say, I ask you. He said, the wife that you gave me. Told me to eat. God said, fine, I gave you a wife. So I need to ask the wife. Wife? Wife, did you eat? She said, the snake. You see, the husband blamed the wife. The wife blamed the snake, and the snake had no one to blame. You, you follow that? Blame the wife. The wife, the snake. The snake told, there is no one. He can't blame God. But what you don't understand is that when the husband blamed the wife, he gave the power to rule the earth to the woman. And the woman passed it on to the snake. And the snake kept it. That's why the snake said, it has been given to me. Where? In Garden of Eden. Because everything you blame, you empower. Everything you blame in your life, you give power to it. I'm like that because my parents didn't raise me well. You are giving power to them. You are not like that because of them. You are like that because of a choice. Because some people also went through the same thing, but they didn't become like you. So the snake got the authority. And now he's ruling the earth. And now he has corrupted the nature of men. Men ate and the nature was corrupted. Remember, God created them blameless in the time of innocence. And when they ate, their nature became corrupted and they, became, they got the nature of the devil. 
Let me say it again. Everything you blame, you get the nature of it. So they became evil. That's why when they fell into sin and they got children, the Bible says that Cain's heart was evil. And when they, a child was born from them, the Bible, Genesis chapter number 5, the Bible didn't say, and they, no, let's read Genesis chapter number 5 so that we can check what I'm saying. Genesis 5. Can we go very quickly? Are you still with me? Follow me. We're coming to the place where I want to be. Let's go. This is a book, Genesis 5, of the generation of Adam. When God created man, he made him in, his, in the likeness of God. He made him in the... Okay, let's go on. Male and female, he created them, and he blessed them, and he named them men. He named them men. He named them what? Men, men not men and women. He named them when they were created. But they were male and two gender, not three. Listen, he didn't create Adam, Adiv, and Eve. No, the, the Hebrew will understand what I'm saying. Adiv is a Hebrew name. So he didn't create Adam, Adiv, and Eve. Or he didn't create Male, trans, female. No. Male and female. There are only two classes. Finish. Don't take my word for it. Read your Bible. Let's read it again. Let's go back. Male and? Male and? Oh, the church is too weak. Make and? I want to hear your voice roar like a lion. Male and? Is God send it to the union building? Men and female. We affirm that in the name of Jesus. Male and female. He created them and blessed them and named them men when they were created. Now let's go on. And when Adam had lived 130 years, he fathered a son in his own, not in the likeness of God anymore, in his own. Likeness after his image. But his image and likeness was already corrupted. So anything that proceeds from him is also... That's where we came from. We are all born after corruption. We are created after the Adamic seed. And the Adamic seed is corrupted. There is no man that can be saved by his good deed. Salvation is a matter of blood. No, it's not a matter of behavior. It's a matter of nature. It's a matter of who you are. You are born in, we were born into sin. Somebody say, I didn't sin. We grant you that. You didn't sin, but unfortunately we were born for sin. Hallelujah. Do you understand that everything gives birth after its own kind? If something gives birth after another kind, it's a monster. So if you go and your dog has given birth to a child, you will run. You won't go there, oh, <laughs> something is wrong. So you give birth after your own kind. So Adam gave birth after his own kind, and his own kind was corrupted. And that's why Cain had the spirit of a murderer. Because God is not a murderer. Hallelujah. God is not a murderer. God is not a murderer. God, Cain, took it from Adam. So when he came to this world, he was already corrupted. So from Adam, everybody that is born is born under that yoke of corruption. God never created hell for human beings. Hell was created for the fallen angel and the devil. God doesn't want anyone to go to hell. But here is the problem. You go to hell by your nature. You don't go to hell necessarily by what you do because what you do proceeds from your nature. So every human being that is born is born after the likeness of the devil. Amen? 
Now I'll tell you an example. Is there any school to teach people to be mean? Good mannerism. You have to teach people. But bad habit, you don't teach. It proceeds from them. You know what got me is the babies. They are born, they breastfeed. When they start to grow teeth, they bite their mother. And they laugh. <laughs> this guy knows what he's doing. He bites you and he bites the mother. The, the, the mother is feeding the baby and the baby bites the mother. That shows you who he is. <laughs> I don't care how cute your baby is. I don't care how, how fatty he is. I don't care. They are all born in that nature. Hallelujah. And because that nature runs through us, we are all condemned to hell. There is no human being that is born without condemnation because the blood in you is condemned. I've seen children, and that is a sad case, that are born from mothers that were infected with HIV and at birth, with a, when they, they see the umbilical cord, I don't know what happened, and suddenly the baby got HIV. But that baby has never slept with somebody. He has never done anything, but he has HIV because he was in the womb of somebody that has HIV. I tell you, you were born from a womb of sin. And it doesn't matter how good you think you are, it amounts to nothing. Because your goodness cannot change your nature. It can't. It can't. You know, there was a guy that had a pig, and he said it was a dog. So he just cut the ears, and the mouth, he couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> and then he put a leash, and he was going around, because he took the, a piglet, and the pig grew in his house. He had a double-story house, and the pig was in the house. He said, this is my dog. Yeah. Call the dog a dog name. I don't want to offend anyone because now people we are naming dogs na main names. You see, somebody come. My dog is what? Jack. Dog. <laughs> but usually they don't give their own name to the dog. They give somebody else's name <laughs> because if it's so good, call him your name. But you call him the name of somebody else. Okay. Hallelujah. <laughs> so, so, so he, was, he was going around and he said, this is my dog. This is Pete, my dog, Peter. <laughs> now, 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 he made sure the dog was already, the, the, the pig was already upstairs. And then one day it rained. And one of his children failed to close the door. And after a while, they looked for Pete in the house. Pete was nowhere to be seen. He looked on the window. Pete was in the mud, wallowing in the mud. It's a pig. You can cut the ear, cut the tail. It's still a pig. <laughs> His nature goes to mud. Listen, you can be a good human being. Raise your children well. You are still a sinner. You can be a good father. You, you can stay away from all corruption of the world, but your inside is already contaminated. It's not about what you put from outside. It's about what is already inside. Your nature is contaminated. If no one tells you that and you die, people will lie at your funeral. Such a good man. He raises children well. I'm sure now he's dancing with the angels while he's crying in hell. I'm sure he's sleeping with him, my friend. You don't know what we are talking about. I'm burning. Now, the Bible says we are all, we are all, we have all fallen short of the glory of God. We are condemned. But the Bible says when God saw that his creation was condemned, he decided to do something. But salvation for that kind of man 
is through the death of that man. For whose sins must die. And if we die in that condition, we go to hell. So God had a problem. People don't know that God also sometimes has problems. Don't you know that? Uh, God has no problem. No, he solved them, but he does. <laughs> uh, the earth was chaotic. That was the problem. And God brought an answer. So there are situations that have God just turned them around. Hallelujah. So that's why we say God also had problem. He met problem. Satan was a problem. I mean, in heaven, this guy wanted to take his place. It was a problem. If you think it's not a problem, read your Bible. There, there was a battle. Then we have to throw him down. It was a real problem in heaven. He took one third of God's church. So who am I to think somebody cannot take people from here? No, God's church. <laughs> he took one third of the angels that God created that were serving God. I don't know what Satan told them. They believed Satan and they said, bye-bye God. They left. Even in the presence of God. Who are you to think your children cannot misbehave? Because parents, if child misbehave, I think we have failed. Ha! God lost three, one third of his people. Because it's a matter of choice. You can teach your children right, but they still have a choice to choose between life and death. You can give them everything. You can quote the Bible to them every day. When they grow up, they will have to choose. You can go and put water on their forehead in the name of God or Holy Spirit. You can baptize them if you want to. They are not saved until they meet Jesus Christ. There is no such a thing as baby baptism. It's a lie from Satan. Salvation is a choice. So God had a problem. And God was thinking and said, what shall we do? And God said, if, if they die, they're going to hell. So God realized somebody has to die on their behalf. But there is no one in the whole universe that can take away sin that is sinless. No human being. So God says, then I will become a human being. It's like you have, an, you, have, you, have, you have a pet. And your pet is going to be fire. They say you have a lizard. And that lizard is going to be fire. And you are talking to a lizard, he does not understand. He's still going to be fire. You are screaming, the lizard is still going. There's only one thing left. Become a lizard so that he can understand your language. So you become a lizard, you run. And you say, yeah. Go back. <laughs> and then the lizard will understand. If God didn't become a human being, he couldn't save humankind. So God came and was born as a human being for Mary. And because he was a human being, he could take the place of human beings. The death of Jesus was a substitutional death. He died on your behalf as you. So when Jesus died, it was you dying because a human being died. He died for the sin of everybody. But we'll say where there is where, where there is no shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. So one needs to die in order to appease the wrath of God. And God himself, because he loved that, for God so loved the world, John 3, 16, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God died so that you may have life. This is the kind of love the Father has for you. While you were still sinners, Christ died for you. And when he was hanging on that cross, people used to say, it's not the nail that kept him there. It was his burning love for you that was keeping him at that cross. He died your very death so that the gate of hell may be closed and the gate of heaven may be opened. He died so that you will not suffer eternal punishment anymore. You have a choice. And salvation, it does not force salvation on you. It just tells you, whoever wants. Bible says, for God did not come to condemn the world, but he came to save the world for his son, Jesus Christ. And whoever shall believe in him. John says, this is the one that takes away the sin of the humanity. John was pointing the sin of people. Jesus came to remove the sins of people. 
Jesus is not a sin pointer, he's a sin remover. Because when he died at the cross, he was not pointing out your sins, but he died so that you may have peace with God. So any man that trusts Jesus, when he put his trust in Jesus, something happened marvelous. His sinful nature is removed, and the nature of holiness is imparted to him. He received the life of God again, and he became like Adam in the Garden of Eden. He became again glorious because the life of God dwells in him. It's called eternal life. Whoever believes in him shall not suffer eternal death, but have eternal life. Salvation is not about solving your, your earthly problems. You are not saved for your earthly problem to be saved, to be to end. You are saved for your nature to change so that you can have a relationship with God. And out of your nature of godliness, you will solve problems. God does not come to solve problems. He comes to empower you so that you can solve problems. And the world is lying to people and telling them that goodness, they can be good and be saved. But if, if without shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sin. He hang on that cross, having you in mind. Knowing that one day you will be born within sinful nature. And he said, look upon me. He gave the example in the wilderness. The children of Israel have sinned against God. And a snake came. And Bethlehem will die. And Moses went to God and God said to Moses, make a bone snake and put it on a pole and put it up. And anyone that is bitten by the snake and look at the bone snake shall live. And Jesus says, as Moses lifted the snake in the desert, so the son of man shall be lifted up. So anyone that has a nature of Satan, but look upon Jesus, that nature of Satan is destroyed. And suddenly, you receive the nature of God. It's called the God kind of life. You receive the impartation of God's life in you, and you become a child of God. John 1.12 says, we are not born out of the will of men, but out of the will of God. We are children born of God. So now you can say you are a child of God. You are not a child of God because you are a human being. You are a child of God because you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. And this morning, I'm making my appeal to you. There is life and death. What will you choose? Jesus paid such a price for you not to suffer eternal punishment anymore. There will come a time where this world that you see will come to an end. And then the kingdom of God shall take over. But I'm telling you before that time, anyone that does not choose Jesus does not have part of that kingdom. I'm telling you there is an eternal kingdom and there is a temporary kingdom. The eternal kingdom is ruled by Jesus. He died so that you can come to him and be saved. Today, the doors of heaven are open again. Whoever wants, let him come and be saved. Whoever wants, let him come and feast with the master. And when you receive Christ... You receive eternal life. You receive the, the, the stamp of salvation. And then you are a child of God. And from there, you become a devil master. From there, you are in a higher position than even angels. Because you are in God's family. Look at how he suffered. He did not commit any sin. But his, knee, his hands were pierced. He still bears the mark of the nails as a reminder of his sacrifice. In between, God gave sacrifice of animal to Moses and was removing, pardoning sin for a year. And then the sin continues. And God says, your sins are remembered no more because of Christ Jesus. But you need to put your trust in him this morning. I don't know who you are, but if you are here this morning and you know you want to escape the corruption, and you want to come to Jesus, go and help you. You want to come to Jesus, I'm going to make the altar call. And whoever comes and receives Christ is saved. Hallelujah. And from that point of salvation, you work your life in line with God. It does not take 10 years for you to be saved. It takes one day. But then you need to work out that salvation with fear and trembling. So today I'm here to tell you, if any man or any woman in this room feels that I am done with tricks of Satan, I want Jesus. Not because I want my problem to be solved, but I want the problem of my nature to be solved today.
so that I can live in relationship with God. God created us to be in relationship with him. We lost that relationship in the Garden of Eden. And then men started to die. Do you understand that death came after they left the Garden of Eden? And, and, and somebody asked me, why did they take, they lived so long before? I told him because we were breathing the glory, in the glory. And the residue of the glory in them lingered and lasted for 800 years before they can die. And now the church is in the glory and we are dying young. Why? I'm calling to you. If you are here today and you say, I want to give my life to Jesus, please come to me quickly. Come and line up here. Come quickly. Thank you, my sister. Come quickly. Come quickly. Say, today is my day. If you are here, please, you are there and you know that this message is for you. Stand up and come. Stand up and come. We don't need to waste time. Please, come today. Is your day of salvation. Is your day of salvation. If somebody is sitting next to you and is doubting, grab his hand and bring him in front. They need to be encouraged. They need to know that this message is for them. You know, sometimes people are afraid. They say, I can't stand up in front of this crowd. It's a matter of life or death. I want to talk to you again. Please, this is your chance. Don't waste this time. Don't waste this time. Salvation is open for you. So stand up and come. Stand up and come quickly. Stand up and come. It's your time. Yes, come. Come, come. It's your time. It's your time. Give a hand to them. It's your time. Stand up and come. Stand up and come. I know you are there and you are, you, you are, you are talking to yourself. Should I go? Stand up and come. I know you are there. I know that the message touched you. But fear is gripping you. So you can stand up and come for God to save your soul today. The gates of heaven are open. And God is saying, my child, it's your time for salvation. If you can come and publicly confess me as your Lord and Savior, you shall be saved. For the Bible says that whoever confesses Jesus as his Lord and Savior shall be saved. For salvation is in the house. There is salvation 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 in the house. Let them come, let them come. There is salvation in the house. There is salvation in the house. Salvation has entered the house. And God is making his appeal for me today. God is making his appeal for me today. He said, if you hear my voice, do not hesitate. Come into the kingdom. Because this time is set for you. This time is organized for you so that your life may be a testimony. You may be seated. Now, among us, there are some people that know they have backslided. And God is not condemning you. If you want to recommit to Jesus today, I want you to stand up and come and stand beside. Anyone that said today, I want to recommit because I understand now salvation. And I want to recommit my life to Jesus so that I can run this race with him. Stand up also and come. Please, stand up and come. Recommitment now. Those who want to rededicate their life to Jesus, I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you. I know there are some people. You heard my voice and something was inside of you. There was like a, something that was boiling inside of you. And Jesus says, today, I want to receive you back in my house. The prodigal son left the house for long. And when he came back, the father opened his arm and welcomed him back. I'm calling to people that know in their heart that they have drifted from the way. But now, it's a chance this morning. Can you please turn and come? Can we give a hand to this man? You've drifted. You drifted. You know it. You know in your spirit you have drifted. And you want to come and recommit to Jesus today? Can I have people come stand this side? This side, this side. All the people of recommitment, you stand this side. You say, I've drifted from the way. Come, come, come. Come, come everywhere. I have drifted from the way and I want to come back to Jesus. I want to come back to Jesus. I love him, but I want to come back to him again. I want to come back to Jesus. I know I have drifted from the way. And today I want to come back. And today I want to come back. Today I want to come back. Today I want to come back. Today, to come back. today I, this is my day. This is my day. I want to come back. I want to come back to the Lord. 
I want to come back. This is my day. This is my day. I want to come back. Help them, help them, help them as they come. I want to come back. Give a hand to Jesus. I want to come back to the Lord. I know in my heart I have drifted from him. I know in my heart there must be a gap. I don't want them to give them that. I don't want them to give them. Yes. So even make two lines is fine. I have drifted from the way. And today I want to come back. God is welcoming every prodigal son in the house. God is welcoming everybody that know in his heart he has drifted away from the Lord. But today he said, this is my day. This is my day. This is my day. And let me tell you something. Jesus, his heart is rejoicing this morning. He's rejoicing. This is more than a physical miracle. This, the biggest miracle that can happen in your life is salvation. Is coming to the Lord. That's your miracle. Thank you, Jesus. So now that you understand today when you give your life to Jesus, and if you are sincere in your heart, then your nature of sin will be removed and God will give you the right nature of righteousness. That's why the Bible says that those who believe in Jesus are righteous, not because of what they do, but because of what their nature is. You are not a dog because you bark. You are a dog because you are born a dog. So you are not a Christian because you necessarily behave a certain way. You are a Christian by nature. And out of your nature, the right behavior will come. So you will give room for God so that he can work that nature out for you. And you will be his partner and you will be his friend. From now on, you will be a friend of God. Hallelujah. Can, can I pray with you? Say, dear Lord Jesus. Not this one, this one. Say, dear Lord Jesus. Today, I heard your message. I confess that I am a sinner by nature. I'm asking you to forgive me for staying so long away from you. Today, I come to you. I put my trust in you. I believe you died for my sins and you rose again. I believe I'm washed by your blood. Today, the nature of sin is removed. And I know you are coming back. I believe that you died and you rose again. Now that I am clean, come into my heart and make your dwelling in me. Give me your spirit for me to walk a Christian walk. I thank you for grace. In Jesus' name, I am saved. I confessed that I am born again because of my faith in you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Stand there. Stand, stand.